Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, how's everybody doing? There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland. And our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Not protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil. And I believe it will also be said of this age, the first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is, will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, perhaps one even greater than at the time of the Industrial Revolution, a new world order was created. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations, a new world order. Now, get ready to enter the zone where real life is stranger than fiction. The place where the news may seem like a dream and the dream may be a matrix of reality. Let us now expose all lie of the devil and bring to light all the secrets of the enemy because God truth will set you free. John 8:32. You're listening to This Week in the Zone with your host and watchman on the wall. Phil Armstrong. Hello, welcome to the Prophet Phil Armstrong, and I'm going to be talking about the entire generation. I'd like to welcome you all to the show. I hope you all are having a wonderful day, um, and I hope God's been blessing you today. Uh, so what I want to talk about is the last generation and kind of uh, just talk about uh, why a lot of Christians around the world believe that this is a special year, a special time period, especially the next seven years coming up, could hold uh, a great importance to uh, the world and to the church. Um, so I'm going to be reading uh, some uh, information for y'all that will shine some light, hopefully to shine some light on the reason why people believe that uh, the year 2017 and onward could mark uh, end time um, period that the the Bible um, spoke about. Excuse me. Uh, So Jesus talked heavily about a fig tree. uh, And the fig tree and Hosea pointed to Israel as being that, uh, as being the object of, of what Jesus was talking about in Matthew 24. Uh, what we're going to do today is going to look at a possible time of t- Jacob's trouble, the possible start of Jacob's trouble. Uh, Jacob's trouble is where Israel will go through a tribulation period of seven years, spoken of by Daniel uh, chapter 9. Uh, as he said that, and Jesus said it himself, he says that uh, when you see abomination that causes desolation standing in the whole land, uh, and then he told his people to flee uh, from that um, destruction. Now, the word, the number 40 in the Bible stands for testing. 
Israel went through a time of testing of 40 years. Uh, they turned um, 11 days journey into a 40-year uh, testing period for them. So the number 40 uh, is uh, it stands for testing. So you're going to hear me throughout this program today, which will last for one hour. Uh, you're going to hear me uh, reference 40 years. You're also going to hear me reference 70 years, which is prophecy completion. The word seventy. So when you read the uh, word, uh, book of Psalms, and it talks about the generation being seventy years, and if we are blessed, uh, if a person's blessed, it will go to eighty years. Okay, so I want to first look at forty years. Uh, actually, no, I want to take that back. Uh, let me see. Uh, so. 120 years ago, uh, there was a Jewish council that happened, and uh, it was the beginning of the first action to get Israel to become a nation. And a man by the name of Theodore Herzl started this, uh, the first Zionist Congress held in uh, Switzerland. And um, he uh, was known for saying that he was the reason why Israel got a, uh, became a nation a couple of years later. Uh, he said 50 years, he wouldn't be surprised 50 years from uh, 1897 uh, that Israel uh, would be a nation. He kind of made a wisecrack, but it turned out to be accurate. So from 1897, 120 years ago, uh, I want to first of all, you know, talk about Noah. What God said to Noah, He says, um, "My spirit will not always strive with man, for man's time will be 120." <clears throat> so we ask the question: 120 what? 120 years? 120? Uh, years for a person, uh, a man to live to be 120, or is it 120 um, years that will take to build the ark? And it turned out to be, both of those turned out to be true. It, it, it took 120 years, roughly around 120 years to build the ark. But it, uh, mankind began to die earlier, because remember, uh, Methuselah lived to be 900 and 67 years old and he was the oldest man who lived uh, but what happened was um, God decided to <laughs> fix the polar caps after the flood and people started to die earlier so uh, what I want to first look at is is the first time of testing which happened in 1977 and if you count 1947 to 1977, you get 40 years, um, 30 years, excuse me. Um, and that was saying that Israel reached its maturity level. So a person of 30 years reached its maturity level. Jesus was 30 years old when he began his ministry. Um, and you know, at 12 years old, they have the bonus for, for kids and they start to realize that they are a young adult and they started to um, live like a younger adult. I wish our society would do that, but 
we don't. So in 1967, uh, the year Jerusalem retook in Israel, was retooken by Israel, is 50 years jubilee de- deliverance. So the the number 50 stands for jubilee and deliverance. So from 1967 to 2017, we get 50 years. And matter of fact, as of today, uh, marks the uh, 50th anniversary when Israel won the Six Day War. So um, the number 70 stands for captivity and prophecy fulfilled. Uh, <clears throat> so we go from 1947 and you count 70 years, you end up at 2017. Then in 1817, of course, we just talked about that, the first Jewish Council, uh, Zionist Congress, um, and the number 120 marks judgment. Uh, and um, so that happens in 2017. Things are converging on this fall, actually the whole year. Matter of fact, um, like I said before, the convergence is even today because of the 50th anniversary of Israel taking back Jerusalem. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, there are a lot of people looking for things to transpire before this year is out. I was looking at some economists who um, uh, I'm talking 10, 15 economists who are right on who are pointing to this fall as the time that our markets will start to collapse. And I'm not trying to look at the glass half empty, but I am trying to relay a message to y'all that uh, you say, well, what, how, well, what can we do to get ready? Um, can we can we store up food and all this other stuff? But I, I, I'm going to personally tell you, I'm a pre-trip, pre-trip rapture uh, believer. I believe that the rapture can happen. It can happen at any moment. But for me, I believe it's a Rosh Hashanah Feast of Trumpets at the last trump. Uh, there's a series of trumpets blown on the Feast of Trumpets. Um, and it could be in any year. I know people get upset when I say that, but um, I'm, I'm, am I dogmatic that is this year? I'm pretty convinced, but I can be wrong. Um, I know a lot of people out there don't want Jesus Christ to come back, but they claim to be Christians, and that that's, doesn't fit. It just doesn't work. Um, you have to be honest with yourself if you love the world. To me, Jesus... Okay, let me stop bumping the table because i got to have the bump in the table during the radio program. But Jesus said if you love your your husband, wife, mother, father, sister, brother, son, daughter, more than you love me, you're not worthy of me. Um, so that takes that out. And then Jesus said to one of the... Um, Disciples who say, "Well, I, I would like to follow you, but let me go. Let me go bury my father first, and then he says, let the dead go bury the dead.'" Then he gives parables of um, being invited to the. Uh, you know, he went out <coughs> and invited. He gives a of course he gives a parable of someone inviting people to the uh, the wedding of of the son of the king. 
and uh, people had all kinds of excuses why they they didn't want to come. They 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 came up with the excuse that I have to go first. I'm getting married to my wife, or I have to go do my business, or I have to go do this or that. And he says, "Well, go ask." Them. You guys can't come," he says. "Go, go ask somebody else, you know." And, they, and he went out and asked other people, and um, and the door was shut. And you can't love this world. First uh, John two fifteen says, "Love not the world or the things that are in the world. If you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you." So, for someone to say, um, "Well, why do you always talk about Jesus coming back?" Uh, you know, we, we got to occupy until he come. We got to do the work. Or somebody will tell you, I need to stay here so I can help get somebody else to heaven. I'm like, look, if you get left behind and millions of people disappeared, they don't want your Christianity. They don't want your Christianity. I'm serious. No matter how sincere you are after that, even if you cry with sorrow and tears, they're not going to want your Christianity. So, uh, make sure you guys are ready for Christ's return because it's going to be quick and swift and you can't change it after it happens. Uh, if you got your mind all into the world, the Bible says, take heed that the day does not come upon you unawares. Take heed that is not, does not come upon you as a snare. Uh, okay, so anyway, uh Talking about a, a rabbi, by the name, it's a Jewish rabbi by the name of Judah Ben Samuel. He prophesied about uh, ten final jubilees before the Messianic kingdom would begin. The start of the final ju- ten jubilees would be a signal by the Ottoman Turks rule over the holy city Jerusalem, which would last eight jubilees or 400 years. A jubilee is a period of 50 years according to the Leviticus 25, 8-13, and fifteen seventeen. <clears throat> now, he made this prophecy in twelve seventeen. Now, this guy's been accurate. There's no one to come out and say, oh, he's exposed as being false. No, nobody. They're not doing a Notre Dame on him. He, he's accurate. Okay, so he says in, in fifteen seventeen, which was also a jubilee year, the Ottoman Turks seized control of the city of Jerusalem and ruled over it for the next 400 years. They were finally driven out of the Holy City and the Holy Land in 1917 by the Allied forces under the command of General George Allenby. The rabbis prophecies about 400 years were fulfilled exactly to the year, exactly to the year. The rabbi also prophesied that during the ninth jubilee, the next 50 years, Jerusalem would be a no man's land. By the way, they have a road. They had a road uh, and growing right through the middle of it called no man's land. Uh, This is exactly what happened from 1917 to 1967. The Holy Land was placed under uh, British mandate in uh, 1917 by the League of Nations and literally belonged to a no nation. Even after Israel's border independence in 1947 and 1949, Jerusalem was still divided by the strip of land running right through the heart of the city. 
Jordan controlled the eastern part of the city, and Israel controlled the western part of the city. The strip of land was even called no man's land, which I just said. So the rabbi also said that during the 10th Jubilee, the final Jubilee, Jerusalem would be under control of the Jews until the Messianic kingdom would begin. Of course, the Bible says that uh, Jerusalem would be in the hands of the Gentiles until the Gentiles, the, the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. We know in 1967, the land returned back to the Jewish people. So that tells you that the land, the Jewish, the, the uh, times of the Jacob's trouble was near. So <clears throat> to, to review what I just said, uh, you had Ottoman Turks take over Jerusalem in 1517. Then you had in 1917, the Bethlehem uh, Declaration in Israel is declared a Jewish homeland. And in 1967, the Jewish captured, recaptured by Israel. And then 2017 will be the start of the Messianic Kingdom. This is what this rabbi has said. The rabbi, um, excuse me, the rabbi prophecy comes came to pass during say called 2017 Jesus will proclaim a jubilee now the jubilee the main issue about the jubilee is what Jesus said when he said when he first wrote down, wrote the scroll and he read the scroll in front of the, um, the uh, synagogue and they got ticked off at him and they chased him out of the city and, and he, he left and didn't return well, anyway, uh, they got pissed off at him because he said what what the what the meaning of the jubilee was, and one of the things was to to uh, release the slaves. What are we a slave to? We're a slave to sin. And when you get receive a glorified body, spoken of in First Corinthians 15, it says we should be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. And the last trump, man, come on, man. Rosh Hashanah or what? In um, the twinkling of an eye is when the when the day goes from daytime and you get that last part of when the night comes in and they and you can it's a twinkle of an eye it's, it's at the pitch of the dark when the sun goes down and that's what the Bible that's what he's saying the twinkling of an eye so he's trying to give you a hint. Of Rosh Hashanah, when Jesus said, "No man knows the day and hour," uh, we don't know the day and hour. But what Jesus was saying was, uh, He says, "I will come back on Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets." That's what He was saying. Now, the majority of people are going to say, "No, He's going to come back on Pentecost. He's going to come back on Passover." And there's nothing wrong with that. They can be, they can be right. But what I do see is that people can't stand. Feast Trump. People can't stand Rosh Hashanah for no, for no apparent reason. So what do you think the answer is? If the devil is behind Peter and telling Jesus that he's not going to go to the cross, and Jesus says, get behind me, Satan, was he, tell, was he calling Peter Satan? No, because just a few minutes ago he says, on this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. It is what Peter was saying. It's what Jesus was saying that he'll be this, build his church on. He wasn't saying, I'm going to, like the Catholic Church, I'm going to build my church on Peter. Peter can hold up the church anyway. He'll be, oh. But anyway, <laughs> he's not He's not talking about, I'm going to build my church on 
Peter. He's saying, I'm going to build my church on the statement that we just said, or we just talked about, um, that he's the son, he's the, he's the son of the living God. He's, he's God. Um, so when you see, uh, people come up and they say that Jesus Christ is coming back on a certain day, you know, you can do two things. You can run far away from them, or you can say this person knows something. Now, I'm going to turn to, and I'm going to tell you all right now, there are millions of people looking for Jesus Christ to come, to come back, and this is exactly the setup that, that, that God himself proclaimed because the word of God says <clears throat> he'll never do anything without to calling, telling his prophets and priests first. So he's going to tell his prophets and priests that, hey, I'm coming back. And when I come back, the people that are in the light will understand. The people are in the dark will not understand. There are people in the church. Um, and, and, and please follow me here. The word of God is meant for everybody. So if, for instance, we say, I say to you all that, that the Ten Virgins is a good example of of the church, uh, and and its last days because in the in in the, in the Revelations actually divided better when he talks about Laodicea and Philadelphia, the Church of Philadelphia, the Church of Laodicea. So what happens is, <clears throat> uh, Jesus first of all said, and I, I guess I'll just say it um, in Hebrews nine ten. It says, um, you can see the day approaching, and that's slightly before he said, do not forsake the gathering assemblies of yourself. It's some count, it's something is wise. It's not wise to, to not go to church. I know there's a remnant out there who say, now, if you can get two or three together, then you call that a church, that's fine. I'm, you know, that's, that's not against God's, you know, that's how new churches got started. But, um, what what God what what Jesus is saying and to the church of Laodicea and he says, I wish that you were hot or cold, but you're lukewarm. And then he says to the church of Philadelphia, You have kept the word of my patience, I should keep you out of the time of testing. And what he's saying is is that they have kept his word. So the Bible sets up a principle through the parables that that watching for Jesus was a preeminence. Um, it says in Luke 25, it says, watch ye therefore and pray always that you can escape. So if you combine that with Hebrews chapter 9 that says you will see the day approaching, it's like it's kind of like the Super Bowl. You know when the Super Bowl is coming. And you see the day approaching, and you know back in the back in the eighties, you really know for a fact that uh, I forgot all about my radio program. I was talking to the people on um, Block Talk, <laughs> um, Facebook. Let me let me find this thing before I I continue on. Okay, so um, let me see. Okay. So let me let me finish up with the generation, and then I, I Revelation's twelve sign is a sign 
that you can find in Revelations chapter 12. And it marks the constellation Virgo and Leo. Now, before you hang up on me or before you cut me off, uh, hear me out here. The Bible believes in astronomy. The world believes in astrology. So what happened when Jesus Christ first came was there was a wise man following a star. That's what they call the star of Bethlehem. Matter of fact, that showed up in 2015, June 30, 2015. And um, this star was followed, you know, back in Jesus' time, was followed when he was born, was followed by the wise men. Now, how did they know that, that the star was of in greatest importance? Because... Um, First of all, the jubilee cycles that I read earlier came into play. Now, God told Noah that man's time would be 120. Is it 120 uh, years that he would take to build the ark, and then man only have 120 years left? Or is it it 120 where uh, men will only live to be 120? But it goes one step more. Jesus was talking and referring to Leviticus 25, where there are, uh, and I just talked about uh, um, Rabbi Judah ben Samuel. Of the, 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 so you go to from Adam and Eve all the way up to Jesus Christ. There's a certain amount of uh, uh, jubilee cycles, which is 50 year cycles. Uh, and I think it was 80 at that point. And then from Jesus Christ being born or crucifixion, whatever they take off from, to now, 2017, you you come to Judah ben Samuel's uh, 10th Jubilee. And what's going to happen is that Judah ben Samuel said that there would be a messianic king that and he gave the specific year. Uh, now, is this guy a false prophet or is he a, a prophet of God? Well, everything was accurate up until now. So what what a lot of Christians are looking for now is sometime this year, if you're a Pentecostal rapture person or if you are a Passover rapture, well, those two are past. Matter of fact, past, uh, Pentecost is right now. Um so Jesus could possibly come back at any moment, but my belief, what I just said a few minutes ago, was that I believe that he will possibly come back on the Feast of Trumpets. And there's a lot of signals and signs to say it is possibility that he will come back on the Feast of Trumpets. Now, as a Christian, how do you get ready for these for Jesus Christ's coming? <clears throat> And does the Bible give any uh, clue to uh, be ready when Christ returns? And yes, it does. Now, uh, I, I I found some weird things this year that was kind of freaky, and it could it could just be something to pass by. But um, God believes in num- God uses numbers. Okay, God uses numbers more than the actual 
apostate church thinks he does. Um, 50 years between the time Jesus Christ went to heaven and the time uh, it started was 50 years. That was Pentecost. Uh, and that and that's written into the Jewish customs and feasts. Now, Jesus said, God himself said that these are my feasts. Uh, now, the church says, oh, we're not to follow any feast and all of this stuff. Well, we follow Christmas, and Christmas is a pagan holiday. So I like Christmas, uh, be, be on the honest side. I love Christmas. I love buying people gifts and stuff. I love back when I was a kid receiving gifts. I used to be a receiver. I used to be a great receiver, too. You used to think I was a wide receiver. I received those gifts. So I caught those gifts like Lynn Swan. But um, uh, Jesus said that these are my feasts. So when people kick it to the side, the jubilee, uh, the jubilee. So when I'm talking to y'all, I'm going to try to find that because uh, I don't know. Um, let me see. Jesus. Excuse me. And. Excuse me, this is kind of rules for me to do it, do it this way. But I wanted to say where where Jesus first came to the scene and he read the uh, the, uh, the in front of the synagogue and they got ticked off at him because he was reading the scroll and the scroll talked about freeing, you know, the bondages of people and stuff like that. Well, that's what the Jubilee stands for. The Jubilee stands for freeing of um, people. Now, if you read Corinthians, when it talks about uh, um, we should not all sleep, but we should all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, we're being set free at the rapture of the church when Jesus Christ does come, we're being set free from the bondages that we have been, that mankind since Adam and Eve have been uh, encompassed by or in slavery to. And it says in Romans chapter 6 that um, we are slaves to who we obey. And we are, and Jesus said himself, he says, you are going to obey the king, the person you are, you know, enslaved to, you know, and that's how it was in slavery. African-Americans know that you obeyed your slave master. Well, today people are enslaved to sin. And God himself, Jesus came to seek and save those who are lost. He also came to save us from our sins. And people don't understand that. The church world does not understand the apostasy is saying that we are all sinners, which is true. A lot of times, a lot of times, error does not have to be total error. And what the error is is that God tolerates you with that sin. Technically, he doesn't. That's why Jesus Christ came to die on the cross. Now, the book of uh, the First Peter says that talks about the power of God. Um, Says, I, for therefore I am not ashamed of the gospel of, of God. It is the gift of God toward salvation. So, what it is is that the same power that Moses used to 
part the Red Sea was from God. The same power that, that, that Moses used when he had to raise his hands up and Caleb and, and Eleazar, somebody was on the other side of him, and he had to keep his hands up and, they, and Israel had victory. Or the same power that held the sun still, or you can even come up further, the, the power of Jesus Christ to heal the blind, the, the give sight to the blind and the deaf, and to and to heal the 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 the, the person who was uh, had leprosy and to raise the dead. It's the same power that God would use to set man free from sin. Now, hear me out for a second. Jesus said, greater, greater things that you would do. Now, what can be greater than healing the sick? Remember the, remember the uh, <coughs> uh, disciples, 72 disciples went out two and two, and they came back and said, Master, we healed the sick, and we, and we gave sight to the blind, and we, we rose the dead. And he says, uh, he says you would do other, the people coming after you would do greater work. And then he says uh, in John, he talks about the, the, the Holy Spirit, comfortable, com- comfortable, comfortable coming, the comforter coming. I can't even talk. Comforter coming to give, to indwell a human being and to give them power. Give them power to do what? To preach the gospel. Now, what's better to, to get a man to see and a man to have no leprosy? Or to give him the gospel so he have eternal life and he won't have those issues no more. So when Jesus opened the scroll, he talked about uh, bringing 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 uh, freedom to the captives. That's what the word jubilee is to set the set the slave free. And so at the rapture of the church. Multiple people will be set free from sin. Every single person will receive a new body. And that is the importance of uh, the end of the age. The end of the age is not something that somebody, a church, should shy away from, a preacher should shy away from. These preachers don't want to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. They don't want to preach it. They don't want to preach that, um, you know, Jesus Christ is coming back and it's going to stop their party because a lot of the preachers have the Rolls Royces and, so, and the nice mansion houses and stuff. And there's even preachers who don't have all that stuff and still connected to the world. You know, poor people are more connected to the world than rich people. What did Jesus say to the rich ruler? He says, uh, he said, the rich ruler says, oh, I've kept all of those things. I've kept, you know, uh, you know, not doing adultery or not fornicating and, not lying and stealing. He said, Jesus says, okay, you've done that, but one thing you've left out, go sell all you have and come follow me. Well, Jesus uh, was blunt. And that's why I keep iterating on um, and talking about on Facebook is, and I haven't went to YouTube. I'm, I'm still trying to get over to YouTube, but um, to deny thyself, to, to to decrease, that God may increase. Now, <clears throat> I don't believe uh, when, when actually when God first made the scriptures, uh, there was no verse in scripture. So 
So when I say this, I'm just saying that God is a God of numbers. I'm not saying that these years, these, these chapters represent years. That's not what I'm saying. But, I, but what I am saying is a coincidence that the numbers are um, written down and whoever create, whoever God got, because God is the overseer of his own word. So when people say, well, there are mistakes in the King James Version, well, God must have allowed it to happen because God, if God can create you and me whose DNA is so sophisticated uh, that it takes scientists and, 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 and bio- biologists to figure out the DNA, how much more can he figure out his own Bible? Well, anyway, what was unique about the Bible is, is Matthew's, 17 to 24 was very unique about those chapters is that the chapter preceding 17 is 16. Um, and what was weird about that is if you want to know what to do to get rapture ready is, is read these chapters, um, 17 and Matthews. And I'll, I'll read it for you. It says, then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever will save his life shall lose it, and whoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profit if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Uh, and what I was talking about earlier is, uh, chapter 16 well, well let's just say let's just say for instance 17 represented 2017 it, it doesn't but just let's say it does God is the God of numbers so he throughout his Bible chapter 66 always referred to the flesh of man the the the, the goal of man to exclude himself from God if you go through Genesis all the way to Revelations. If you had a chapter, a verse 66, 66 always represents the verse of man. I don't know why, but the Word of God didn't have chapter and verse. So whenever he put these chapter and verses in, it was brilliant. Because if you go through the whole Bible, you will notice that certain verses, certain numbers, the, the whole Bible is a living Bible. Well, anyway, chapter 17, let's just say it did represent the year 2017. Just say it did. I don't believe it does, but it does represent the number 17, which the number 17 is the number 10 with the number 7. So the number 7 is completion, and the number 10 is judgment. So both those together. Just Now, now let's listen to this. Now, remember, a day to the Lord is a 1,000 years, and a 1,000 years is a day. Okay, so let's just listen to this real good. It says, and after six years, or six days, I'm sorry, six days. So after six days, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up upon a high mountain apart. And was, he was transfigured, it says, and, and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun and his remnant was white as lights. And behold, there appeared unto him Moses and Elijah talking with him. Now, who's going to be the two witnesses during the tribulation period? 
possibly Moses and Elijah. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elijah's. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the clouds which said, This is my beloved son, and whom I am well pleased. So, if you read this chapter, you would swear Jesus was taking, it says, it says, and then the, the verse before chapter 17, it says, Verily I say unto you, there be some standing here which should not taste death. Okay, there's going to be some people who, before the rapture of the church, would not taste death. And then, all of a sudden, he takes Peter, James, and John. Now, John in Revelation chapter 4 represents the church. Uh, and uh, what happens, he says, and you hear a sound of a trumpet calling, come up here, and I'll show you things that must transpire. But anyway, you go to chapter 21, and Jesus is, I think that's the first word on the chapter where Jesus was taking and, and, and chasing out the money changers out of the church. So chapter 21 is where he is, and it has something to do with the temple, the cleansing of the temple. Now, you know what happens in the middle of the tribulation period. If this is year 2021, if the tribulation period started in 2017, 2021 will be when the Antichrist walks into the temple and declares himself God and sits in the temple. Okay, so if you go to chapter 24, most of us know that chapter 24 talks about the end times. Okay, chapter 24 talks about the Oliphant Discourse and the temple being, Jesus starts off by talking about the temple and then he says, "No, the, he says uh, that no stone will be left uh, unturned or up, standing upright." And then he says, "You'll hear wars and rumors of wars." And in verse eight, all these are the beginning of birth pains. And then he says, "And then he says, when you should see abomination, the cost of desolation, the cost of standing." And then he says, "Except those days were." should be shortened. There will no such be saved. It says immediately after the tribulation period, uh, the sun will be dark and the moon will not give its light. And that's chapter 24. So, I'm not saying that that's, these are the years, but I'm saying that the number 17, the number 21, 21 is, means three. It's three sevens, which means completion. And then 24 is two twelves. And you know, you see the the uh, 24 witnesses, uh, the 24 elders in the book of Revelations. So, uh, you know, you you don't have to believe the things that we say, but I strongly suggest uh, going to do some research. Uh, there are 15 economists. I mean, I've counted a whole bunch of them. I've been listening to economists besides listening to, you know, Bible preachers. I've been listening to uh Economists who who are pointing to the year 2017, uh, the fall, as as the markets collapsing and the economy collapsing. Now it's not going to be like 2008, where you know we came back. It's 
not going to be like even 1929. This is going to take America off the map. I don't, you know, there are um, eclipses both in 2017 and 2024 that will cross in the middle of the United States right when the Man- uh, Madrid fault line lay. Uh, and as a matter of fact, <coughs> the uh, first eclipse will happen August 21st, 2017, where uh, I'm, I'm going to go look at it because I'm, I'm trying to get to a Bible conference. Uh, hopefully I can make get there. Uh, I took some leave off from work to, to go to this Bible conference, and hopefully I can go. Um, and um, Scotty Clark is going to be there. Some of the other guys going to be there. And uh, I look forward to seeing those guys there uh, talking about uh, Bible prophecy and stuff like that. But um, if you don't know anything about the Revelations 12 sign, go check it out. It's pretty interesting. Um what the heck is going on here? Um, let me see. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So go check it out. I mean, it's nothing. Uh, you know, God, God, God said in uh, Luke twenty-one that the sun, moon, and the stars are there for signs. He says, and there should be signs in the sun, moon, and stars on the earth. This distress of nation with perplexity. The seas and the waves roaring. Man's hearts fear. Uh, man's hearts fell in them for fear uh, what's coming upon the earth. And uh, yeah, I do believe that it, that's kind of strange. Would Jesus say, pray that you can escape these things? Um, that if you look at Revelations 12, there is not only the the, the signs from uh, Virgo and Leo, but there's also a sign that represents the dragon, which is Satan. And so some people say this can be Planet X. Uh, so you go outside your look outside your house, and it's this giant planet sitting up there, and it's not the size of the sun because the sun is 99 million miles away. This thing is only going to be like 10 million miles, and it's going to look huge, and it's going to cause tidal waves and and tsunamis and earthquakes. <clears throat> and I know it sounds crazy, it sounds unbelievable, but um, we didn't see this until now. People who are in studying Bible prophecy did not see this until now, and now we see it, just like we see the Revelations 12 sign, and that Revelations 12 sign is going to be here on 9-23-2017, and that's right a day before Rosh Hashanah, Feast of Trumpets. Now, Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah starts on the 21st through the 22nd of September, and on the 21st of September, the UN is holding a uh, the normal annually peace conference and the in the peace conference this year it's its thing will be peace and safety and we know what the word of god says during the peace and safety but the next video i make i would like to come out and talk about the revelations 12 sign and hopefully i don't get my butt kicked by some of these facebook trolls that that like to uh, or YouTube trolls. Uh, I haven't really strongly started on YouTube yet, but I plan to go to YouTube pretty soon uh, and um, and talk about uh, some of the things that I've you know 
discovered that other people have discovered. Rather, I haven't discovered. I I, I knew a lot of things before, um, uh, even this, because I I didn't even know Scotty Clark was talking about. Uh, I didn't even know anything about Revelations twelve. I would read right past it. I didn't even think a second thought about it. You know, I just thought it was just something would happen in the tribulation period was many people did. They thought it would happen in the middle of the tribulation period. But, um, I, I see revolution, uh, and it's not going to be a good revolution. I see red dawn happening in the fall. I see red dawn happening for the entire rest of the time of America's existence. Uh, I see citizenry of America going berserk. Um, I, you know, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Everything you hear on TV, you hear um, these Manchester, you know, bombings and stuff, and you never see the victims. You see them from far away. We was researching, when I say we, I mean those in the know, were researching these fake, uh, and I'm not saying that those are fake. I'm just saying it's just possibly real. But um, I just think it's so, the London thing and the Orlando thing, I mean, they were using crisis actors to fulfill uh, some of the drills across America in the last couple of years. I mean, they've been running drills. Every time they get ready to do something, they're running drills. They even ran a drill just recently of, of New Jersey being bombed by a suitcase nuke. They had like four suitcase nukes, and two of them were, went live, and two of them were duds. And that's what the drill was about, and it was in um, New Jersey. And uh, and and what they said is that okay, we got we got two of them went off, and one of them was near the Canadian border. Two of them was near the Canadian border, and yeah, some of us were looking for something to happen, hoping it didn't. I was hoping it didn't because I'm cool. You know, I'm cool. I, I don't, I don't need nothing happening to my fellow Americans. I mean, just like I'm, I'm serious. I, I would rather God just snap His fingers and everybody would actually say, "Oh, we love you, God." But that's not happening. That's the, that's the idea of the universal church. They think everybody's going to be saved. Hey, some of the plain churches think everybody's going to be saved. And Jesus, what did Jesus say in in, in, in uh, Matthew seven thirteen? It says, "Few will be saved. A few will enter in narrow. Enter into the narrow gate. For broad is the way to lead to destruction, and many there be which go in. But you know, narrow is the way to lead to life, and few would be defined it. And uh, I got a few more minutes on the show, uh, but um, today is marks the the, the 50th year of the uh, Six-Day War, and uh, Israel took back Jerusalem 50 years ago. And like I was saying earlier, Judah ben Samuel prophesied that Israel will will recapture Jerusalem in 1967. Now, how does he know all of this stuff? Well, he said that he spent his time in prayer and reading his word and <clears throat> also crunching numbers. He did a lot of number crunching and he let the numbers speak for themselves. He didn't try to prophesy that Jesus would come back on such and such day. He he let the Bible speak for itself. 
and he did an excellent job doing that through the Holy Spirit, hopefully. But, uh, man, this man's right on. I mean, for right now, he's right on. I mean, but this year come and go, he's not right on. But for many of y'all that don't want Christ to come back, I think y'all need to change your mind, you know. I don't think y'all want to be here. Starvation is going to hit America's streets. I mean, starvation, people are going to be breaking into other people's houses to get other stuff, you know. I mean, not to mention human error, human human causes of strife and tribulation. Human, your next door neighbor is going to be the one breaking in your house, taking stuff. Not, not. Not somebody, not the American government and all this stuff. The American government is not even going to be in existence. It's probably going to be some other foreigners coming in your house trying to rape your daughter and, and take everything you got. I mean, I'm not trying to be negative or nothing, but it's time to wake up, folks. You guys got to wake up. Wake up before it's too late. Wake up before it's too late. Donald Trump was talking about busting some bubbles. Remember, we had the real estate bubble and the and the and the housing bubble and the, uh, and the, I mean, we got we got companies, folks, closing up. Radio Shack is closing up thousands of companies. I thought Radio Shack was already closed. I heard the, uh, the announcer on the ABC News talking about Radio Shack is closing. I'm like, I thought Radio Shack been closed. <laughs> so how much I know. Sears and sold their patent of uh, uh, something they made to another company, and they're closing the doors, and a lot of malls across America is closing, you know, and it's just, it just goes to show you, I mean, America's not in Bible prophecy. I mean, America's nowhere in Bible prophecy, and we need to pray for our country, and we need to pray for uh, our military. We need to pray for our protection. We need to pray that that you account it worthy to escape the things that are coming upon the earth because this stuff is going to hit hard and heavy and you don't want to be here. You don't want to be here. It's not the place to play around with God. You know, I'm not a great messenger because I don't have an education. I mean, people look at me like, oh, yeah, but the disciples didn't have no education either. You know, I mean, uh, a lot of preachers have educations and they're leading their congregation to hell. That the congregation has no chance. Uh, a lot of preachers don't even preach about sin. They don't even preach about morality. They don't preach about right or wrong. They don't preach about hell. I mean, Jesus Christ coming back. They don't preach about heaven. They don't preach about anything. You know, um, they just kind of line their pockets and 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 sing. Uh, Kumbaya and, and, and hold hands and have all their church programs. It, it doesn't work that way, folks. I mean, God is trying to talk to him. He's knocking, standing out the door and knocking, and nobody won't open the door. They won't open the door. God, we don't want you here. I stand at the door and knock, and you guys don't want me here. So what I'll do is i go somewhere else where I'm wanted. And this is exactly what's going on. Our 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 television set man is if every kid will probably see 20,000 murders before they reach 18 you know I don't know if that's that high of a number but it's, I'm just exaggerating but I'm pretty sure they're going to see this share of murders and rapes and all this other stuff I mean you got 8 year old 9 year old kids you know the parents sitting there watching TV and we're watching a decent program and then the commercial come on the pro commercials worse than the shows on TV 
You ain't got no time to turn it. Where's the remote? Let me turn it off right quick. I can't find it. Yeah, I bet you can. They trying to prime you for that dirty show you're going to watch. Look, folks, the, 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 the God that's been preached in the modern-day churches is not the God that was preached back in the day of the apostles. What did Galatians chapter 1 says is if you preach any other gospel except the one that you have heard from the apostles and, of course, Jesus' disciples, you're accursed. So when when you're sitting up there and you're looking at this filthy, filth, 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 filth on TV, I mean, you got to know something. Either you're just not caring, I mean, I'm not talking about with your kids in the room, I'm talking about when your kids go to bed. What are you watching? What are you doing? You know, in secret. What do you do in secret? You say, it's not none of your business, Phil, and that's exactly the issue. That's the problem right there. See, Jesus says, enter into the gate, the narrow gate. You know, the narrow gate means that you live a righteous moral life. You you know you care every second of the day what you're thinking, what you're doing, what you're saying, what you're gonna say. You care. You and you go you, and you read this book, this Bible, this Word of God, and you care what's in it, and you do what's in it. Jesus said, "Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say?" You don't even do what I say. You got people on Facebook who rather, uh, you know, post about Snooky or 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 some Chris Brown story then then talk about the gospel. Uh or or they want to talk about politics, but they don't want to talk about the gospel. Why is that? Do your do you do your duty, do your job, do what you're supposed to be doing. What are you supposed to be doing? You're supposed to be preaching the gospel, right? I'm not I'm not trying to be mad meaning that you I'm not mad. I'm just saying you you have to understand that our chief aim, our chief duty, the will of God. That's our duty. It says in it, <clears throat> excuse me, in um, Matthew 7, uh, 30, I think it's 21. Just read the whole Matthew 7, where it's saying, um, it says, why do you call me Lord, Lord? But he says before that, the only person going to heaven is the one who does his will. He said, well, fine, I'll just go into non-existence. I won't exist anymore. No, you, can't, you, you ain't got no choice. You don't have no choice. You, you don't go into non-existence. When you're born, you become an eternal being. You're either going to go to heaven or hell. I don't know why that's so hard for people to get. I don't know why we can't get that. I mean, I'm talking about myself, too. I, it was, it's hard for me to get it. But anyway, uh, I got to go off because my, my blog talk radio program is going off, so... <laughs> So it's got 90 seconds left, but I may end it on Facebook. I tried to do YouTube, but I kind of butchered that. So I'm gonna do I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a live on YouTube probably soon. But yeah, bless you know God bless y'all out there. Um, I thank y'all for coming and tuning in. Um, you know, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, it's time. Give Him your life. He can do a better job than we can ever do. You know, ask him tonight. Say, ask him now. You know, God, uh, I don't know you, but I like to know you. I like for you to become my Lord and Savior. Thank you so much, Jesus, for for dying on the cross for my sins, and and live for God every day. 
you know, live for God. Don't just live for him on Sundays or go to church on Sunday, dress up and put your lipstick and your hat and all this other stuff on. You know, live for Jesus every day because time's short, folks. Time's short. God bless y'all and y'all have a wonderful day.